That is my ministry. To bring women out of bondage, to liberate women. That is what I'm called to do. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) I am a co-owner of a very, very successful business. And my husband and I started from scratch 12 years ago. And God, he's real. He's real to me. And by the time I finish, I want him to be real to you too. My story hasn't always been this way. I haven't always been that successful businesswoman. Oh, did I mention, mention that I also coach other women now? So it doesn't take you as long as it took me to get to where I am. And as we go through the scriptures, you will understand the importance of having a coach or a mentor. But like I said, my story wasn't always like that. Let me tell you a story, my story. Age four, my parents decided to send, well, they decided to relocate to Sierra Leone, West Africa. I was born in the UK. My father felt um, there were opportunities there. So we packed our bags, and they even sent us ahead. My mom is here, you can ask her. <laughs> Why she did that? But um, that's what they felt was right, the right thing to do. So we went ahead, and we lived with friends until my parents joined us. It was five years of happiness, five years of joy, of bliss. That's how I describe it. And that's how I remember it as a child. But that was quickly erased by five years of pain, of horror. And how we survived, hardship. I can only say the Lord was watching over us. My mom sold everything she could and she bought two one-way tickets for my sister and I to return back to the UK. And if a mother had to do that, that must have been really, really difficult for her. So I tell my story to the world now. One of the things that I also do is actually create opportunities for others. Because I realized that when I came back, no one gave me an opportunity. It just didn't work for me, it didn't work for us. But that's okay. So mom sent us back to the UK, and obviously the story's long, so I'm just gonna wrap it up very quickly. So we can pray. Because one thing I asked for today, I don't know if you did, was to write your vision down. How many of you wrote down your visions? Hallelujah. God wants to do something significant in your lives today. So we came back. It was a struggle. But God sent his help. And I say God sent his help because I wasn't even saved. I wasn't a believer. But the Lord was watching over us. He kept us. 
And so we navigated those times and it was tough. Imagine not being able to attend school. So I missed out on my education, I had gaps, but I fought. And when I say I fought, I did, I had to fight. Because I had to get back into the educational system. And no one was making it too easy for me, especially when it came to choosing a career, which dad had been going on about saying, get a career, you know, do something. And if anybody knows about Africans, we are really passionate about our degrees and our masters, right? You know, yeah, we are. So he drummed that into us. He only had two girls, so he really drummed that into us. And that's another thing. You're not having boys, that's another stigma. Dad didn't mind though. I guess he saw us as the boys and the girls. <laughs> he did. He believed in us. So, we came back, and yes, I told you about the struggles. And there was a point in time that I fought, got myself to university, and I said I would study nursing. And I went in, 2005, and then what, by then, 2003, I'd given my life to Christ. So I now belong to him. I made up my mind that I was committed to him. 2005, I moved to Manchester to start university. And then not long after that, I found myself homeless. Homeless with my son. Single mother. God was faithful. He kept me. I had two choices. I could either give up university, go on benefit, or stay on benefit, or, or go to university and pay my way through. And if you don't know, homeless accommodation is expensive. So I chose the latter. I chose to go to university and pay my way through. And that meant I had very, very little finances. But in there, the Lord will speak to me. Oh, I couldn't wait to get to bed. He will come and he will talk to me. He will tell me where he's taking me. He will tell me what he wants to do with my life. And because of that, I held on. I had offers along the way, and I said, no, I would not compromise. I refused to compromise. I hope I'm speaking to somebody today. Because the, the enemy will offer you something else. He will make you think this is it when you're in that dark moment. But I refuse to give up. And I, used, I remember I used to say to people in church, don't feel sorry for me. Yeah, don't on. pity me. Yeah, don't feel sorry for me. So like I said, one of the things that the Lord does with me, I'm a seer. I see things before they happen. But I don't want you to feel intimidated by that at all, actually. <laughs> and that's a gift I don't take lightly because he will show me things to come. And when he shows me those things, he knows once I've shown Esther, she's going to run with it no matter what. He makes, known, he makes known the end from the beginning, the Bible tells us. Solomon said he prayed a prayer, and that prayer, I want you to pray that prayer today. He said, Father, and this was in, this is in 1 Kings 3, 9. 
He said that you will give me a hearing heart. You need to hear God in this season. You know, in this time of crisis, when they're talking about October, come October, we don't know what's coming, but God knows. He knows everything. Nothing is hidden from him. And with God, nothing shall be impossible. Hallelujah. Solomon prayed, Lord, give me a hearing heart. And I want you to pray that prayer today. Father, give me a hearing heart that I may hear you. What you're saying in this season, make me so sensitive to your spirit that I may know what you are saying to me. Because even in the pandemic, even in the crisis, when we had a pandemic, do you know people prospered, right? A lot of people prospered. And a lot of people struggled. So remember, the opportunities and there's danger. My talk, sorry, I didn't tell you what the talk was titled. (laughs) Sorry. It's titled, Whatever He Tells You to Do, Do It. Whatsoever He Tells You to Do, Do It. Do It. You don't need to know the ins and outs. You don't need to know how he's going to do it. All you need to know is, I trust him, I trust what he said to me, and I'm going to do it. You can clap if you want to, feel free. Hallelujah. So, when I finished um, university, I remember having this conversation with my dad, and I said to dad, I finished university, I was so excited. And he simply said to me, sister, do business. How? You mean you waited for me to go to university for three years, and now you're telling me do business? Okay. So that was a shock. I was confused. And maybe I was even hurt. But then I went to work for 18 months. And then the Lord, my Father in heaven, said to me, it's time to move on. So after Dad had told me to do that, to to do business, this was 2008. A few weeks later, he passed on. So your father doesn't just tell you to do something like that. He passes on and you forget it. No, he doesn't. It doesn't work like that. Anyway, my husband and I set up on this journey. And it was his idea, actually. My wonderful husband, he's just right there, Mr. Oletruber. (laughs) And I also have three wonderful boys, I didn't say. I thank the Lord, he's blessed me. We set up on this journey, and actually, no, he started, like I said, and he was saying, you need to to do this, you need to do that. I'm like, I don't don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And, you know, he could tell he was really passionate about what he wanted to do. Anyway, the Lord spoke to me. The Lord said, help him. So I said, Sweetie, the Lord told me to help you. So I got on board, not knowing what to do. So bad that when we got the first phone call for work, we were scrounging around to do a timesheet. We didn't know what to do. (laughs) But the Lord saw us through. Hallelujah. We started on that journey. And the Holy Spirit began to teach me. He began to mentor me. He began to tell me what I should or what we should and should not be doing. 
how we should be um, building relationships, how we should look after our stuff. And I held on. And he would tell us about places that he would take us into. And we were not there, we were struggling. We were struggling. But he would tell us of places that he would take us into, where would be the ones to choose who we want to work with. That's inside information. Anyway, we went into those places, and it was a complete failure. I bet you thought it was going to be good, right? It wasn't. <laughs> complete failure. We failed as in flat face on the ground. We failed. But remember, when he makes a promise, he watches over his word to perform it. So I can't remember how many years later, but then we... At that time, it was so difficult. Everything was just not working out. But God had promised. So I believe a framework came out of something like the line of work that we do, and we went for it. And I went back into the same place, went for the interview. Now, if I say I am just talking about we. I went for the interview, and this time it was different. It's like all of heaven opened up for us. Everything broke loose. It's like heaven was involved in the situation. Places that they had said to us we could not supply, the whole of that place was open to us to supply. And it was just easy because it was God's timing, right? So which takes me to the scripture. It's a long one, so I think I'm just going to go through it, just whisk through it. In Luke 1, 26, verse 38, verse 26, Luke 1, 26 to 38. This is where the angel Gabriel came to Mary. And he told Mary that Mary would have a son. And Mary said, who? Me? I'm a virgin. How do I do that? And the angel of the Lord said, don't worry. He said, the spirit of the Lord will come upon you. And you shall receive power from on high. He said, but hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. You know that your cousin Elizabeth, that old lady, that they said would never have children, right? She's pregnant. Old woman, I can just imagine Elizabeth, old woman, pregnant, village. The villagers will be thinking, the old lady is pregnant. <laughs> Grandma of the village is pregnant. That's an impossible situation. It's not possible. But what the angel was saying to Mary, you think this situation is impossible? I'm sending you to somebody that has done it. Mary has done it. Go and meet, sorry, Elizabeth. Go and meet Elizabeth. Elizabeth has done it. Six months later, she went to Elizabeth. And this is where your mentor comes in. She went to Elizabeth. The evidence is there. The Bible says when she got there, the baby inside of Elizabeth's womb leaped for joy. Hallelujah. 
God will connect you to the right people when he tells you to do something. He will. You don't need to worry about how he's going to do it. If he tells you whatsoever he tells you to do, you do it. You do it. And I'm not telling you to do something I haven't done. I'm telling you to trust him. You have your part to play. He's not going to come down and do the work for you. He's not going to come down. The Bible says faith without works is dead. You have to do the work. He will tell you what to do because he said, I will instruct you in the way that you should go. I will guide you with my eyes. He's watching over you. Once I got to realize that I could never fail. Once I realized I could never fail. Now, just because you have failure doesn't mean you failed. It just means it didn't work that time. We need to do it another way. And just because he said it, I will do it. Whatever he tells me to do, I do it. I do it not because I can, but because I know who can. I say to him like Mary said, Lord, let it be unto me according to your will. And I say to you today, when he tells you to do it, you need to say to him, let it be unto me according to your will. That is your first answer. That's your first answer. And when he says how, when you start questioning how, remember, number two, the spirit of the Lord will come upon you and you shall receive power from on high in the name of Jesus. You would know that it's not by might, it's not by power, it's by his spirit. Let me bust your bubble for a minute. Like Barry said, it's not about you. Once you get to realize you are just a vessel, once you just get to realize he is just using you to serve his other children. I am here to serve God's other children. You are here to serve God's other children. Once you understand that, when he tells you, you're not fussy, you're not bossy, you're not rude about it, you're not arrogant because you know it's not about me. It's about him. And if he sends you, he is with you all the way. And there is, let me tell you, let me tell you something. There is no devil in hell that can stop you. The only person that can stop you is yourself. You will be the one to say, I don't want to go any further. This is too difficult. Did I think like that sometimes? Oh, yes, it crossed my mind. It crossed our minds so many times. We wanted to give up. But God is so faithful. He, he would not let you give up. He would not let you give up. If you walk with him, if you walk with him, if you say yes to him, if you say, let it be unto me according to your will, he will not allow you to give up. Because he says the plans he has for you, they are of good and not of evil. To give you a future and a hope. He said, eyes have not yet seen. Hmm. You know, there's times that I still get letters and I'm sure in Manchester, it probably still has my name as homeless, right? But I'm the owner of that place, that very house, to the glory of God. I'm not saying that 
to, to big up myself. I'm saying that to give glory to God. That it doesn't matter what situation you're going through right now. If you would just stop messing about with God. Don't mess about with him. Have a relationship with him. He wants to tell you secrets, hidden secrets in dark places. Things you know nothing about. He wants to give you inside information. People say to me, why are you so bold? Oh, I'm only bold because of what he tells me. I'm only bold because of what he tells me, because of what he opens my eyes to see in time to come. So when I go for it, I know it's not because of me. And I remember when I was homeless, I would cry, I would pray, and I would challenge him. And I would say, God, I'm going through this not because of me, but because of those that I have to minister to. Like I'm speaking to you right now. He said, you shall go through the fire and you will not come out burnt. You will go through the fire. You will not even smell like smoke. Do I smell like smoke right now? No. Because I allowed him to work through me. Was it easy? No, it wasn't. Was it painful? Oh, yes, it was. Oh, yes, it was. But I said to him, let it be unto me. According to your will. Not my will. Let your will be done. I realized that I hated poverty. I realized that. Oh, I hated poverty. I remember when we used to stand there waiting for um, our benefit. This is when we just came back, my sister and I. And I said, you know what? I can't do this. I can't do this. Because for me, it was humiliating. I don't know, maybe other people, it's okay. But for me, I felt, no, no, no. God must have something, something for me. Something great. And I'm saying God has something great for you today. And I want you to see it with your eyes. See, have the vision. Habakkuk said in his word, Habakkuk said, Habakkuk 2, 2 to 4. If you can have it up, please. Habakkuk 2, verse 2 to 4. And the Lord gave me this answer. Write down clearly on a tablet what I reveal to you. So that it can be read at a glance. Make it simple, guys. For yourselves. Put it into writing. Because it is not yet time for it to come true. For it to come true. But the time is coming quickly. Quickly. Hallelujah. And what I show you will come true. It may seem slow in coming. But wait for it, for it shall certainly take place, and it will not be delayed. Hallelujah. It will not be delayed. Today, for those who have or haven't written your visions down, I want us to do something because this is what the Holy Spirit told me to do. You're going to stand up. 
You're going to lift up your vision onto the Lord, the one you've written down on a piece of paper. But you have a role to play. If you would promise yourself that you would allow the Lord, firstly, you agree to him. Secondly, you know it's not because of you, it's the spirit of the Lord that is coming upon you. You find somebody that you trust. Number three, find someone that you trust, that you can work with, that has done what you want to do. It's called a mentor. Believe you me, it gets you there a lot sooner. If you would do that, if you be committed to what God is saying to you, God will work through you because he wants to and he can and he will because he's God all by himself. So if you can write down your vision, if you haven't written it down yet, if you have, lift it up unto the Lord. We all stand together and we're going to do two prayers. We're going to pray for our nation as a corporate body. One body we're praying for this nation. It needs prayers. And then you're going to pray for your vision. And you're going to work with the Lord. You're no longer going to mess about with God. It's not going to be, oh, oh, I have a problem, so I come running. No, you're going to build a relationship with him. You're going to allow him to work through you because that is what he wants to do. But he needs you to work with him. He needs you to say yes to him. So as I come to the end of my talk, I pray that you've been blessed. I pray you've taken something from it. I'm standing here today because the Lord wanted, wanted to speak to you, had a word just for you. Yes, so let's stand to our feet, please. <clears throat> he is God. There is nothing that he cannot do. And if he be for us, the Bible says, who can be against us? He says, write the vision down. Make it plain. Don't make it complicated. There's a time for the vision to manifest. You have to do your own work. There's a part that you need to play. Surrender unto the Lord. Say to him, not my will, let your will be done, Jehovah, right now in the name of Jesus. Say to him, not my will, let your will be done, Father, in the name of Jesus. I no longer want to play around, Lord God Almighty. I want to get serious with you. I want to get serious with you, Lord. I want you to work in me and do great and mighty things. Hallelujah. You are God's masterpiece. You are created in Christ Jesus to do great works which he prepared in advance for you to do. And you shall manifest in the name of Jesus. You will manifest in Jesus' name. The enemy will come and he will whisper in our ear and will say, did God really say? Hallelujah. But you will take on the vision and you will the different vision you have written, written and you will say, yes, he said it to me. And because he said it to me, he will bring it to pass. He will make the provision for me. He will open the doors for me. He will give me the help that I need. Lift up your vision unto the Lord. Lift it unto him and say, Father, let
goodness. Lord, show your people the goodness of God. Show them your goodness. Show them your mercy. Show them your faithfulness. In the name of Jesus, do what you and you alone can do. Pour down your power, Lord. Your anointing, Father. In the name of Jesus, in this season, Lord, that we will arise and shine. That we will arise and shine. For the glory of the Lord is risen upon us. And all darkness covers this earth. Deep darkness, the people, the Lord will arise over you. His glory shall be seen in the name of Jesus. His glory shall be seen upon your life in the name of Jesus. It doesn't matter the season you're in. If God be for you, who can be against you? It's not by power. It's not by might. It's by your spirit, Father. Show yourself mighty. Show yourself strong, Lord. Let everyone in this room that would work with you, Lord, let them testify of your goodness. Like I have testified today, let them testify of your greatness, Lord. In the name of Jesus, I come up against every scheme of the enemy. In the mighty name of Jesus, I declare open doors over you in Jesus' name. I declare the favor of God over your lives. In the mighty name of Jesus, let God be God. Let every politician be a liar. Let every man be a liar. Let you alone be true, Jehovah. In Jesus' mighty name. Father, we lift up our nation before your throne. Call on him. He said, if my people that are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, he will heal our land. Father, heal our land, oh God. Heal this nation, Father, in the name of Jesus. We call on you with one voice, Lord. And we say, heal this nation. In Jesus' mighty name, I have prayed. And God's people say, Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord.